Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It's your Cape Crusader Cody, and we're keeping it geekly with our returning guest, Hannah Strauss. We're here to break down Joe Plan Adaptations Issue 3 and everything in between. Hot off the press from WonderCon. Hannah, welcome back. How are you doing today? Oh, thanks for asking. I'm doing great. Still recovering from WonderCon, but I had a wonderful time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. Met some really cool people, some other indie creators, and some cosplayers. My favorite one was the Big Lebowski. I mean, oh, I had a okay. Conversation with him, but uh, you know, it was nice to be out again amongst other people after being locked up for so long and interacting and socializing, and seeing that the spirit is really strong when it comes to comics and such, and that the fan base is still very active out there. I, I, we went to our first con. You know, I took my, uh, me and the kids. We headed to Fantastic Con in Toledo, Ohio, uh, March 11th, and. That atmosphere is just so unreal. You're just so much going on here, here, mm -hmm. here. You walk in, it's like a little kid in a candy shop. It's like, where do I go first? I mean, what's your first stop in a con? Like, where do you like to head first? Oh, well, I was the only person at my table, so I was kind of limited in the amount of time <laughs> I could spend going on. If I had a partner, then we could have taken turns, like, mm -hmm. you know, checking out the other halls. But uh, since I was kind of restricted and I wanted to be there to meet and greet people who were interested in Joe Plant, um, I didn't do as much interacting one-on-one -on -one as I would have liked to because it would have been really fun to do so. Mm -hmm. Although I did take the time to meet a couple of people that I used to work with in the past and say hello to them. They were doing like signings at their table. Uh, oh, Larry that's so Houston, cool. Larry Houston, who was a director on Captain Planet and worked, I worked with him in Filmation. So I went to see him and uh, a couple of other people. can't remember the name, but I visually remember them. They came to my table and chatted with me for a while. That's so, so cool. <laughs> yeah, but I just like the general enthusiasm of the people there, the cosplayers, the fans, mm -hmm. the other creators. They're very supportive of each other, which is nice to see. Yeah, I, you know, and I can't wait till I have the opportunity to make it out to those larger cons. I mean, maybe probably without the kids this time around, you know, something like that big. Uh, but man, the, the whole con experience in itself, uh, like, you know, what type of selling techniques do you like to do? Do you, uh, do you just like to wait for the customer or the, the person to walk to you or do you like reach out to them? You know, uh, like, how does that work for you? Well, I couldn't do that much reaching out to them at this point because I was the only person at my table. But I had a nice, big, bright, big yellow banner that seemed to attract people over to see who Joe Plant was, you know, and ask mm -hmm. questions about him. If, I, if they seemed curious, I would just engage them and say hi and uh, start talking about who, who Joe Plant is and explain to them what the story was about. So you have to engage people if they show any interest, you know. If yeah. they stop and look, talk to them, you know, <laughs> engage them. Because that's the way that you can help to promote your material. Mm -hmm. So last time we had you on the show was interview 248, I believe. We're almost up to, what, 329? So it's almost been 100 yeah. interviews in between for anyone who might be watching this for the first time. Or maybe, you know, simply just doesn't remember too much from the last interview. Can you give a little bit of a uh, who you are and how you got into creating comics? Okay, well, I started out doing storyboards in film and animation. And during COVID lockdown, since I was kind of limited in what I was doing, I couldn't go out and do any field work in biology, which I, at that time I was currently involved with. So I said, what the heck? Why don't you start drawing again? <laughs> 
So I started writing and drawing and one thing led to another. And based on personal experiences I've had with other people, I developed this character, Joe Plant, who was a botanist. So uh, and he was uh, infected by the DNA of an alien plant, which turned him <laughs> into a human-plant hybrid with plant-growing powers. So that's the basis of my character. And uh, so we're currently up to issue three. Can you give us a, a little bit about issue two or issue one and issue two? You know, kind of, uh, you don't have to spoil too much, but set, set the pace a little bit for us. Right. Well, issue two is entitled Origins. And that basically explains how Joe Plant became his, his current manifestation. Go through the process with him and his self-realization. Issue three is entitled Adaptations where he learns to live with his new persona and its limitations and its issues and being a part of the, and integrating into the new environment that he's, he's living in, the new universe that he's involved with. So, but I take it from a very humorous perspective. It's nothing terribly serious. I, I really love uh, the names too. I think those are really clever names. Uh, we actually have a copy of Origins here. Thank you so much for sending this out to me. I always love getting my hands on a physical, you know, reading them digitally is awesome, but there's something about opening up that book, smelling that book, holding it in your hand. It just It's such an awesome experience. So thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. And thank you for enjoying it. I always yes, like to hear yes. <laughs> We're going to be taking a look at adaptations here soon, but I see you're you're actually working on issue four back there, right? Yeah, that's when Joe Plant is uh, hiding from the law in the United States. He goes down <laughs> to Mexico and becomes an alias, a luchador named El Arbusto. And he uh, joins Lucha Libre and becomes a wrestler in Mexico for a short stint. <laughs> Well, an incident occurs during a, a match in a ring that gives him away, and he's got to—he's got to get lost again. So, <laughs> so it I don't last for too long. <laughs> I don't think we really had the opportunity to dive too deep into the creative process as well. I mean, when you're doing the script writing and the art process, what what type of what, what does your routine look like? You know, what do you like to start with, and then how do you end up finishing it? Uh, well, with Origins, it started out as a screenplay. You know, and I figured, you know, being such a visual person and having been a storyboard artist, I see things from a visual perspective, not just, you mm -hmm. know, the dialogue. So I said, why don't I turn this into a comic book? You know, it lent itself that way. Um, I had enough material to cover, like, the first three issues in a 100-page screenplay. And now with uh, issue number four called Migration, because he's going down to Mexico... I'm sort of like, I'll write like the first uh, two or three pages, have enough material to uh, to block out the first two or three pages of the story and see where the natu it naturally leads to another aspect of the storyline. But it's pretty much it's the, the outline is pretty much in my head. So I, I love how he becomes a wrestler in migration. I mean, it seems like such a wild twist. What was some of your influence and inspiration to take it in that di direction? Well, I always thought that uh, in Lucha Libre was such a, it had such <laughs> fun, colorful characters to it. You can't obviously take it seriously, but the guys who perform it are very athletic, obviously, mm -hmm. to do the stunts that they do. And I said, oh, I think it'd be cool to see, you know, Joe Plant doing some of that stuff, too. So, uh, you know, and he's hiding in disguise and they think he's just like covered in plant in his leaves and that's part of his costume. So he's able <laughs> to hide it for a while and have fun while he's doing it. 
I really love uh, the character design as well. I mean, I had the chance to read issue three. We're going to actually take a look at issue three, too, so I don't think it's spoiling too much. But there's a part in particular where uh, hummingbirds come up to him and start, like, helping the pollination process happen. He starts blooming flowers. And I just love seeing... Do we see uh, any more of that uh, in, in uh, issue four? You know, it'll continue. That was, like, an embarrassing moment for yeah. him. <laughs> he was having the uh, plant equivalent of a wet dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he starts blooming, having a sex dream. Mm -hmm. So the hummingbird and the bumblebee come up and start pollinating his flowers, and it wakes him up. So he's That would be one hell of a way to wake up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So when you're doing uh, when you're doing the interiors, you know what type of uh, what type of mindset do you like to put yourself in? Do you listen to like any type of music when you're doing it, or you kind of just work in silence? Like, how does that look like for you? I usually watch cheesy horror movies on Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> the more terrible, the better, and that sort of sets my mind going. And I figure so. I said, I, I'll say to myself, I can't believe they got away with actually producing something like that. So I guess I'm not that bad off. <laughs> so what, what is it about the cheesy uh, nature that, that just does it for you? I don't know. It just sets off my imagination on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, say, and then it's, it even has an effect of me when I, like, before I go to sleep or I wake up. Those are like two of the most creative times in your mind. And then mm -hmm. I'll get some kind of visions of... Uh, Oh, that's really funny. I got to write that down. So I tap from that as well. You know, I never really thought about that, though, how the morning and the nighttime are too. That's usually when I'm putting the most work in is like right in the morning, yeah. right in the nighttime. And then daytime, I'm usually either taking a nap or or lounging around. That's I never really considered that. Yeah, that's actually a scientific fact. <laughs> <laughs> the mind is the most creative during twilight sleep. And, you know, when you're waking up and when you're falling asleep right before dreaming. You know, and it's, it's so hard to believe, too, because when I'm waking up, the last thing I want to do is think I just want to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so I think right now, let's go ahead and pull up adaptations and go through it together and, and check out uh, all these beautiful, gorgeous interiors. This is going to be over on Global Comics, guys, so you could check this out with us. And it's 100% free. So uh, as of right now, there is no way to buy a physical of uh, this uh, issue, right? Uh, no, that hasn't been printed yet, but I, sh I probably should be establishing it as a paid PDF on, uh, on Global Comics, and I will do that shortly. And for everyone that is watching, right here is the link to check this out with us. Be sure to follow Hannah on here. I think that's that's how uh, it works. You can follow people on here and uh, stay updated uh, with their notifications, right? Right. Yep. So, uh, and then as soon as those PDFs go, uh, you'll have the opportunity to buy them. So let's go ahead and check out some of these interiors. And right off the rip, I just, I, I love how gorgeous everything is. What's happening right here uh, with Joe? Uh, he's reminiscing, you know, missing uh, the uh, individuals that were closest to him, his dog, Charlie, and his girlfriend, Teresa. Mm -hmm. So he can't be with them right now because he's on his mission to help you know, save the earth and restore habitat. So he's doing a lot of traveling. And unfortunately, they cannot be with him. So um, Teresa is taking care of Charlie while he's away. <laughs> and actually, that pops up again in issue four, a critical moment, but I'm not going to divulge anything more about that. We so have uh, <laughs> our good friend, uh, Ichthys, joining us over on YouTube, uh, stopping to say what is up. Jo uh, thank you for joining us, Ichthys. It's always a, pl a pleasure to see you over in chat. Uh, I gotta ask, I mean, Joe's character is so detailed. How long does it take you to design, like, his hair and his face in these panels? 
Oh, it takes me, let's see, from start to finish. I mean, I'm in no rush. It takes me about two days to finish a page. Mm -hmm. From from, from uh, roughing it out in pencil to completing the color. Because so, there's but, yeah. a lot of detail. I mean, with these individual leaves and and, and the, the you know the petals and everything that happened in the in, uh, future pages, like he, he's a pretty detailed character. <laughs> yeah, I get into it. It's like it's like a Zen experience, like you know, rendering him. It puts mm-hmm. him in a Zen mode. So I try to think. I'm bringing him to life, and that's what I want the impression to be that this character could actually exist. So. And then right here we have uh, Joel experiencing okay. the plant version of a wet dream. And I love that too, because that's exactly what pollination is, right? Like that's the plant it's just plant doing sex. its thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's plant sex. And yeah. when we get allergies from that, that's us breathing in plant. You know what? Like <laughs> it's kind of well, wrong to think about. One person called it plant jizz. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And I just thought it was so humorous to have this bee and this hummingbird, uh, you know, helping uh, the pollination. Like, uh, what was it your what was your mindset coming up with this? This is hilarious. I don't know. I have a dirty mind. <laughs> <laughs> Get my mind out of the gutter. That's and we have we have Joe kind of, you know, he's a little bit embarrassed there and just kind of walking it off. But then we see these flowers blooming on his shoulders. I, I just thought that was awesome. <laughs> yep. Because he's part plant now. Yeah. I just th- thought with that splash page that you're showing right now that I would give a little bit of an explanation of how he gets around the world since he's so against the usage of fossil fuels. And now that he can talk to animals, which was one of the gifts bestowed upon him during his changing, he asked for their help to let him navigate. Mm-hmm. So that's I go into a little bit of an explanation there. I think it's funny too. You have a dolphin leading the way. Dolphins are like some of the like horniest things in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, they can be pretty naughty. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And we seen we're seeing some more interaction here. Of course, like deer's coming up to take a little uh, chunk out of him as well. Well, so that's d- the thing. Yeah, he's not completely human anymore. He's yeah. part human. So he has to deal with the fact that herbivores are his enemy now because they want to eat off him all the time. You know, just think about it from a plant's perspective. Mm-hmm. It's all about context. And I, I love right here, the the deer looks hypnotized almost, like it's pupil. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a, it's probably getting some kind of an aroma off Joe's leaves that's enticing. <laughs> so, I mean, does Joe, like, does he feel the pain? Is it something like where yes, he, he does. Yeah? Plants feel their own version of pain, and then they oh my god, and then he... chemicals and stuff to make to, to discourage herbivores from feeding on them. And then we have <laughs> uh, we have uh, the whole crew right here, hungry and ready to tear tear apart oh, yeah. Joe. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. You say that because uh, I, I read something online like when you mow the grass what you smell is like the the grass like releasing that the the, the smell the pheromone like right. releasing that it's in pain so you're smelling the your lawn's tears essentially <laughs> yeah that's that's a, a true phenomenon with plants in fact um there's a type of tree in africa that if it gets over browsed by land, antelope and giraffes it secretes more powerful poisonous chemicals and oh, that's it cool. actually, if it's over if it's population of trees is over browsed it could actually kill the animals That's and it wild. tells other trees around it that this is happening so we so. see here joe you know he's getting chased uh to stop he is able to summon plants uh on a whim as as well correct 
Yes, yes, that's part of his process there with his restoring habitat. So uh, here he sort of encouraged this baby oak tree to, to grow, to uh, give him a barrier from the animals <laughs> to attack him and eat him. So these, these sweet, innocent deer and bunnies and squirrels, don't trust them if you're a plant. So... I, and I love I, I love the designs for them. They're just adorable, right? Like if they weren't trying to eat Joe, I would be trying to pet them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the whole point. That's from my animation background. You know that whole Disney thing mm -hmm. is so sweet and cute and cuddly, but not if you're a plant. So that's the whole dichotomy there. So are we seeing the hummingbird and the bee act as almost like a sidekick in the, in this issue? Yeah, they sort of serve the same uh, the same purpose as Jiminy Cricket did to Pinocchio, mm -hmm. almost like being the conscience, you know, and warning him and helping him along on his journey of self discovery. And right here we see the grass or the ground breaking apart, and a chunk just falls off the cliff. And Joe is not looking too hot right now. Oh no, he's not. Uh oh, poor Joe. He never gets a break. So literally. And of course, he la he lands on the hedges and uh, gets a little haircut. <laughs> well, an unwanted one, to say the least, <laughs> from an old lady with hedge trimmers. Yes, she doesn't. She's not aware at first that he's a separate entity for her mm -hmm. from her hedges. So, and I love how she stays trapped. Old Granny has the, the shot, the shot here right outside, waiting just in case anyone gets on on her property. Yeah, she's by herself, you know, protection. <laughs> And then I love this attitude right here. I bought some rocks on in your ass. Like <laughs> something about something about grannies that are just like scrappy. It's it's I love it. <laughs> well, I heard this thing about old farmers like using rock salt to to like shoot at trespassers on their property. So mm -hmm. um, I watched a couple of YouTube videos about it and testing it and stuff. And um, you know. So I decided to employ that little bit of Americana into this, in this storyline. So we see that Joe makes this mysterious plant pop up. Uh, what was this plant going to do to her garden? Oh, that's an aroid. That's a very common house plant. You know, the Monstera plants that people buy and decorate their homes mm -hmm. with? Yeah. That, so, uh, what what does that do to a garden? Is that just for like decorative it's purposes? Or, it's an alien ornamental that people like to put in their gardens. Ah, so these huge leaves if it's really prospering. Yeah. So hold on one uh, second. Let me reload this page real quick. There we go. Yeah. And then uh, we're we're seeing some uh, what some roots start to develop uh -oh. from the bottom of his foot. Yeah, another issue that Joe has to deal with his new identity. He's starting to grow roots. Which and totally goes against his, you know, able ability to be mobile to travel around. Yeah, so, I was about to say that's going to keep him kind of stationary. Mm -hmm. So he has to deal with this now. There doesn't seem to be a timeline, like when he's going to be able to root himself. But if you continue on, he has a little bit of a, a discussion with the alien plant about this and why he wants to know why this is happening to him. He contacts his girlfriend, who's a plant geneticist, asking if there's a way that they can stop this. So she told him to, you know, go to the source to find out the information, which he does. And of course, the uh, alien plant who turned him is giving him information he's not pleased to hear. Mm. So eventually, she, the plant tells him that uh, eventually he's going to have to take root or he's going to die. 
Ooh, that is problematic. No, no. So, but the plant does not give them any kind of a timeline of when it could possibly happen. And that is in itself is like such a tough thing. Like knowing you're going to die, but not knowing. Like, I mean, we're all going to die and we all don't know when we're going to die. But knowing that your your window is significantly shorter. (laughs) Like, it's like a doctor being like, yeah, you got cancer, but. We don't know when you're going to go. Could yeah. be soon. Could be like that would be such a rough mindset to go through. And we see Joe like lashing out at that, too. You know, I won't accept this. You know, I, I'm not going to take this answer. Who? <laughs> why put Joe through this trial and tribulation? My man just does not get a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's part of the trial and tribulations of being human, too. Yeah, we all have, we all have you know, nobody's life is perfect. We have shortcomings and issues that we need to deal with and sort out and try to work around. Joe does end up getting a machete and keeps trimming the, the roots off. Mm-hmm. They become bothersome. So, which is presented in issue four because he does then, mention that he was going to get a get a um, a machete. We end on a rather uh, pissy note. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fox is low. What the heck is that? So you mark my like, territory here. <laughs> oh my and goodness! This is, nothing, this is nothing new to Joe because Charlie has already done it to him. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. once again, guys, right here, we're gonna go right here. Be sure to go to this link and follow. Be sure to like, add to the list, and most importantly, read. And then you'll be able to get notified. When Hannah comes out with a physical copy of this book as well. Uh, awesome. I appreciate you going through this with me, breaking down and uh, giving us a little bit of what to expect uh, for issue four. So, I mean, we see some of the work happening now. How many pages are you uh, into it, uh, would you say? I just did page one, but I don't expect it to be that be any longer than 20 pages. So, so you, you're doing issue. Uh, you, uh, so, two, so you're looking at uh, roughly, I mean, are you working on it every day, 40 days from now, or maybe a month or two? Like what well, type of time window are we looking at? Let's see. I just started inking page one in. Um, it, I would say migration is going to be about 20 pages also. Okay. So it will take me, <laughs> I don't work very fast, you know, and it's all by hand. So maybe two months to finish it. Okay. Just like I did with the adaptations around the same time. But when it's all complete, I'll post it up there on a a global comics for sure. And then uh, this, I mean, that is this all you're working on for 2023? Is there any other projects that you're, you know, maybe getting ready to work on or might be working on? Uh, Not at the current time. No, just concentrating on this. So this is my baby at the moment. I got you. So uh, what other cons are you expected to attend this year? Where can uh, fans and, and people interested in Joe Plant find you at? Uh, uh, I'm not going to be attending at the moment any more cons. i got to build up my savings a little bit more. <laughs> they, they get expensive. Yeah. They get... yeah, they can be pretty expensive between the travel, the table rental, and the hotel. So maybe in the fall there might be another one i'd like to attend ideally i'd like to get a table at the san diego con but the way things are right now that probably won't happen until 2024 i would mm-hmm. imagine because they were so behind in their in their bookings because of covid i think they're trying they're like catching up on yeah on having bookings for the comic cons and that would probably be a nightmare to deal with in itself too like i know myself like kind of like trying to catch up with like editing and stuff that can be a hassle oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) the logistics involved with that yes definitely 
Yeah, so they already sent me, WonderCon already sent me a uh, an application for next year, but- Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's, so, that's so far in advance, I can't even think of it right now. It'd be cool to attend it. I wouldn't mind attending the one in New York, mm -hmm. the New York Comic Con, or the Dragon one in Atlanta, I heard is a real fun one too. But uh, at this moment, I got to build up my savings before I can even think about filling up filling out an application for those so. no absolutely so hannah before we let you go you've been on the show before you know the drill i get to ask you a little bit of advice for anyone who might be new or seasoned listening so with that being said for anyone looking to enhance their character design you know make their character really stand out and pop i think as as you know the creator of joe plant someone who is, is really you could see them in a shadow and know that's joe you could see him from far away up close and know exactly who that is you know what would be some suggestions or advice for someone looking to capture that essence within their own character? Well, just keep sketching out like uh, roughs of your character, do what they call turnarounds, doing a, uh, a whole view of what the character would look at, look like at different angles. Um, the character design, borrow from things that you're familiar with in reality, you know, and put those qualities in your character, things that you're interested, people that you know, you know, mm -hmm. things like that, something maybe your your pet has a certain quality, put it in your character design or your your mother or your sister or your wife or your husband. You know, those are all resources to uh, to fall back on in order to create interesting characters. I like that a ton. I, the only problem I see is my cat loves to sleep all day. So <laughs> and maybe you <laughs> need a lot of food. He's a sleepy cat character, you know? He's, always, you know. he's always sleeping. He's a narcoleptic cat. So. Hey, hey, I think we're on to something here. Hannah, thank you so much for swinging by, breaking down Joe Plant and everything in between. We're going to have to get you back on for migration uh, later on, you know, a few months from now and break that down as well. Cool. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone watching right here is the link to the Global Comics page for adaptations to so read it yourself. Be sure to check that out, like it, add it to any list you have, and most importantly, give Hannah a follow on that platform. With that being said, it is time for us to wrap up. I hope you all have a lovely Wednesday, but most importantly, guys, keep it geekly.